the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Okay, who had the worst weekend? Was it the left-leaning media or was it the NFL? Now, the NFL had two exciting overtime games. You probably saw them. But the officiating was brutal, and you probably saw that, too. If you know anything about football, you saw it. The Saints should be going to the Super Bowl, but it'll be the Rams because the officials missed what I think I think I, I know. It was the most blatant pass interference penalty I've ever seen. Now, if it had been called, the Saints at the time would have had first and goal inside the Rams' 10-yard line, under two minutes, about a minute and a half to go, and they could have run the clock down for a chip-shot field goal, game over. They could have played it right to zero. Well, the Rams ended up winning in overtime after Drew Brees threw an interception. His arm was hit. So the NFL needs to start making interference calls reviewable. They have to be. There were 80 passes thrown in the game yesterday. If you're going to have that many passes thrown and that many chances for interference, you've got to review them. Then there's talk that it'll be considered in the offseason again, but they've done that before. We'll see if they do it this time. That won't help the Rams anyway. And the Patriots are back in the Super Bowl. Lots of people are complaining about the overtime system that didn't give the Chiefs a chance at the ball, but the only complaining should be about the Chiefs' defense that had two chances to win the game by not allowing the Patriots to go on long touchdown drives, and they couldn't do it. And then there are the stinking media. After spending a day and a half talking about a story from BuzzFeed that said Donald Trump directed his lawyers to lie to Congress, and by the way, beaming and almost giggling as they were talking about it, they had to deal with Robert Mueller's office releasing a statement that BuzzFeed's story was inaccurate. Even some people on CNN, like Jeffrey Tubin, had to admit that it made the media look biased and blindly anti-Trump, which of course they are. And then yesterday... The media jumped all over a video showing a Native American pounding a drum in a teenager's face. Now, lots of them are backtracking on their charges of racism today and more doing it every minute, it seems. They have to. They look like idiots. When we come back, we're going to talk to a guy whose story was picked up all over the country. And his story exposed the media again for being ridiculously biased. We will talk to him when we come back right here on The John Stagerwald Show. AM 1250, The Answer. Stick around. Obamacare, Trump Care, ACA, COBRA. There are so many choices, but all seem to bring one word to mind. Expensive. There are lots of changes happening in healthcare today. Fortunately, I know someone that has been on the forefront of health insurance for years. Todd Marley at Marley Financial. Todd and his team of professionals are licensed with virtually every healthcare provider in the country. They help determine which plan is right for you and then expertly help you choose the best plan for your needs and then do so prudently. Don't need maternity coverage? Call Marley Financial. Have pre-existing conditions? Call Marley Financial. Want just catastrophic or just accident? You know the answer. Worried about the penalty? All of Marley Financial plans are penalty exempt because they know how to design the plans. Most of their clients save 30 to 60%, which can add up to several thousand dollars a year. Call Todd at Marley Financial, 724-884-1496. That's 724-884-1496 on the web at MarleyFG.com. Have you ever seen a pest controller spraying chemicals in your home? It makes you wonder, if their chemicals are safe, then why do they suit up and wear respirators only to leave you to walk back in unprotected? G'day, I'm Scott from Plug-In Pest Free, and I'm here to tell you there's a better way. In an age where we now have the choice to drive electric cars, you too can electronically read your home or business of unwanted rodents and pests. The answer is Plug-In Pest Free. 100% chemical-free, Plug-In Pest Free is your safest bet for your family and pets. Our bestseller, the Plug-In Pest Free Pro, will cover up to 4,000 square feet. Now that's fair dinkum. So order yours today at gopestfree.com. Use promo code RADIO20 for 20% off plus free shipping and a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's gopestfree.com, promo code RADIO20. Don't spray and regret, plug in and forget. 
GoPestFree.com today. Patriot Mobile wants you to know that you can get a great deal while spending zero of your hard-earned dollars on liberal causes. As President Trump has said, we are in a crisis, and that means every dollar counts. Don't waste your efforts on something as simple as your cell phone. You're going to use it every day and pay for it anyway, so why not switch to a company like Patriot Mobile that is actively fighting for border wall security, pro-life, and Second Amendment rights? Patriot Mobile makes the transition easy. You can call 1-800-PATRIOT and talk to a real live person who shares your traditional American values and will help you save money and switch from Big Mobile to America's only conservative cell phone company. You get the same reliable nationwide service. And with unlimited plans starting as low as $20 per month, why wait? Visit them online at patriotmobile.com forward slash Hugh or call them at 1-800-APATRIOT, 1-800-272-8746. Patriot Mobile, let's secure the border and secure the future of America. PatriotMobile.com forward slash Hugh or call them at 1-800-APATRIOT. Are you about to pay double for new windows, siding, or doors? If you haven't called Windows R Us, you just might. Many companies are overcharging area homes and businesses nearly double. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is more than a window company. They're the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, gutters, siding doors, and, of course, windows. Windows R Us will never overcharge. You'll love their no-pressure approach, straightforward pricing, and the fastest turnaround in the business. Right now, get zero interest for 12 months and up to $20,000 on new vinyl, fiberglass, or wood windows. With options like triple-pane glass and names like Pella, no hidden fees or surprises ever. Your no-loophole lifetime warranty covers everything, including glass breakage, at no additional cost. Mention AM1250 with your free estimate for an exclusive 10% off. Why pay double? Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company, windowsrspittsburgh.com. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, it wasn't a good weekend for the left-leaning media. First, there was Robert Mueller blowing BuzzFeed story out of the water after most of the media has spent all day talking about how Donald Trump's presidency was over again. Amber Athey at the Daily Caller counted the word impeach, impeached, or impeachable used over 200 times on MSNBC and CNN. And then there was the story of a Native American and the Catholic schoolboys down in Washington. Lots of media outlets are backtracking on that one now, too, because Robbie Suave of Reason.com spent two hours looking at video instead of focusing just on the 30 seconds of the Native American pounding on a drum in a 17-year-old kid's face. Robbie joins us now. Robbie, thanks for being here. I know you're a busy man today. Uh, no problem. Great, great uh, to talk to you. Thanks for having me. Uh, okay, so when did you become suspicious of the media coverage of this thing? Well, I just, like, I didn't really uh, become suspicious until I started looking into it. You know, I thought uh, uh, I would write something about how awful the kids had behaved. And then when I started watching uh, the whole video footage, it became clear, you know, that that's not what was going on at all. Yeah, um... And you were also one of the first people, I should point out, uh, in the media to question Rolling Stone magazine's story about sexual assault at the University of Virginia, which was completely debunked. Do you just have a healthy skepticism about all media? <laughs> I do have a healthy skepticism. I wish more journalists did. You know, that's what we're supposed to do, get, sure. to, the, get to the truth. It's just, it's just that a lot of times I don't, ca- I don't have a bias toward whatever the answer is going to be. I'm, 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 I'm perfectly willing to accept it's going to be one thing or the other. I'm just going to find out what it actually is. Yeah, and I, I um, you looked at almost two hours of the video. I read your story at Reason.com, and, um, and, and you, you linked to the video, and I watched a good bit of it. Um, how and why did the old Native American Nathan Phillips get in the face of the 16-year-old kid, and why was he beating the drum? Right. He told media that he viewed the kids as the beasts and this group of black people who were nearby as their prey, like the white kids were going to attack uh, the black adults. But as it turned out, the, the black adults are members of this insane cult. I've actually encountered them before in D.C. They they spout um, homophobic and racist and remarks, and they had been you know berating the kids for close to an hour. And the kids didn't really do anything bad in response they kind of made fun of them and they were doing some of their own sort of sports cheers but they they weren't they weren't doing anything wrong unless you think they should have just totally ignored the 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 the, the bad guys uh and then the um the the native american man 
misreads this situation completely and thinks, you know, the white kids are the ones doing something wrong. And then he goes to, to sort of intervene in what they're doing. And then they're just kind of confused, but they're going along with his drumming. And it's not clear at all that they're, they're sort of behaving negatively toward him. They're almost, you know, they, they, they think he's maybe on, on their side. Which they, don't, they don't realize that he's not on their side. And, you know, bottom line is that they're a bunch of goofy 15- and 16-year-old kids out on a field trip trying to have a good time. And uh, I think on the video you can all also uh, hear the kids saying, this is, this is cool, or, you know, this is, this is great. What's going on? And they think that the, the Native American guy is kind of joining in with them and getting them to chant. And, and they exactly. were chanting like school cheers or something. Exactly. It's very important to note that they were chanting, they were jumping up and down, they were doing, like, their little dance before the Native American guy came up, so they were already doing that. And they were a form of resistance. Yeah, and excuse the, me, Robbie, but the crazy people. Yeah, they, but they were doing it in response to what the 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 um, the black is what are they called the black Israelites? The black Hebrew Israelites. Yeah, black right. Hebrew Israelites were. And if you everybody should take a look at the video at, at uh, you can go to Robbie's piece at uh, Reason dot com and and look at the video and for as much as you want. It's over an hour long. But it's the, the stuff that the first, uh, I don't know, how many minutes, Robbie, uh, 35, 40 minutes is nothing but a guy just yelling at the kids and berating right. and them then, and making and then, fun of their religion. Exactly. And then after the, the incident, they're, they're continuing to berate the kids. The, the, uh, the, the black Hebrews say, they tell that there's one sort of, uh, there's one black kid among the high school kids, and they tell him that his friends are going to murder him and steal his organs. Um, and they and the kids push it. They're like, "Whoa!" You know, and they're making bigoted remarks and homophobic remarks, and the kids are are are, are booing them for that. So the, the kids are signaling plenty of sort of progressive values. If you want, if you want to go in that direction, um, you know, did they react perfectly at all times? No, they're a group of teenage boys that you, I'm sure, it'd be worthwhile for their teachers or administrators to have a conversation about, you know, how to remain on absolutely perfect behavior in, in, in highly politically charged public moments. Uh, but this narrative that it was this targeted racial harassment of this poor uh, defenseless Native American man is just completely wrong. It's just it's a it's a horrible misreading of what happened. And how long did he stay in the kid's face? The, the guy with the drum, the Native American? It was about a, it was just a couple minutes from him getting there to that kind of coming to an end. The, the kid who's been who's been accused of you know was was staring at him and right. smiling at him. Yeah, you know, it looks creepy if you just see that image of it. But he said, uh, you know, he had no idea what was going on. He didn't he didn't know where this guy had come from or why the the Native American had locked in on him. And he just decided to have a positive expression so as so as not to communicate any intimidation. And if you watch it, they're all just kind of they're confused. They don't understand why this guy is coming up to them and drumming at them. They don't know whether to 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 sort of celebrate and cheer with him or if you know actually one of the kids yelled i don't know what's going on like in a, in a very uh sort of uh sort of characteristic of what's happening yeah um so, so so i don't but there's just not this this grave wrongdoing really on on their on their parts for the most part and you know of course what we have here is another um result of every person on the planet walking around now with a video camera so everything that happens is a big deal, and this might be an incident that would have just been forgotten uh, by all sides, um, you know, if it happened 20 years ago even. But now it's, you know, everything is recorded, so it's out there for, and here we are talking about it on a talk show. And so to me, the bigger story is uh, the media's response to it. Uh, Absolutely. Because Phillips did a pretty good job of lying to the media. And Phillips is the Native American, is Nathan Phillips. But he did a really good job of lying to the media to keep it going, didn't he? Yeah, he really did. I mean, you know, we're talking about who owes who an apology. I mean, he should apologize. The comments he made to the media were at the, at the, bare, at the most charitable I could possibly be to him. He just got it completely wrong. Mm -hmm. uh, it's possible he deliberately misrepresented what was happening. He had an entourage with a camera... And, and the, one of those guys said something like, oh, we got, the, we got what we needed, as if they had you know, come in to, to do a political stunt or something, or, or, or to take the kids out of context. Uh, you know, and he, again, he characterized that he said they were the beasts and, uh, and the, uh, the black Hebrews were the prey, and he was intervening to diffuse this, 
this situation. That's a that's a complete that's one hundred percent backwards. The black Hebrews had threatened the kids, had sort of challenged them to come up and assault them. They say, you know, they, they say they're they're cowards for not coming up to fight them. You outnumber us, aren't you gonna fight us? And the kids don't fight them. The kids do which is the responsible adult thing to do is to not not engage them uh, them physically. So he just he, he owes them a I mean obviously the greatest people at fault are these insane people. Right. Um, and, but they're not going to apologize. They're crazy. That's the uh, Hebrew still, black Israelites. Right, right. So they're the most at fault, but they're crazy, whatever. Uh, Phillips uh, should really uh, have to atone for the, for the comments he made that were so misleading. And then, you know, the kids, I'm sure some of them um, maybe were being jerks, possibly. Uh, I don't actually hear anyone say the build the wall comment. I watched two hours of video footage. One kid maybe makes... Um, Someone, some people have said it's perhaps a tomahawk gesture, which would be racially yeah. insensitive, giving the man is there. Yeah, that wasn't good. You know, tell that kid not to do that. But the smiling kid doesn't do anything, and most of them are jumping and cheering because that's what they were doing before. So uh, what about the uh, – have you seen any media blaming the, the Hebrew black Israelites? Any, any negative comments about them? I mean, I, I know they're crazy. But have you heard anybody say that, that these people are a little bit nuts and then and maybe uh, give any background on it? Because I haven't. Yeah, thankfully, the, the, the reporting is, I think, starting to Starting to now, now. yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, my story has been pretty widely shared. Uh, Jake Tapper tweeted it, mm-hmm. uh, Megan McCain, um, some other very ho- high-profile people. Um, you know, I, I've seen people on all sides of the political spectrum say, okay, let's take another look at this. I think there was, you know, some degree of a rush to judgment. Um, not everyone. <laughs> I've also seen people double double down on this and say yeah. this is just harassment of this of this peaceful man who was trying to defuse the situation. Um, which is uh, which is <laughs> I don't I don't see how you could watch this and think that's what was happening. Well, the problem is uh, Robbie, and we're talking to Robbie Suave of uh, Reason dot com. He's a great piece. You go check it out, and it includes video of this thing that went on. What what does it say that so many conservatives started piling onto this? Because a lot of them did. They did. Well, I think they wanted to distance themselves. Uh, yeah, I mean these kids were wearing you know red Make America Great Again hats, yeah. and they were attending a conservative political uh, event, the March for Life, the, the anti-abortion event. So I think they wanted to quickly disassociate themselves and say, no, this doesn't represent us. You know, we may be supporters of Trump, or although many in conservative media are not supporters of Trump, uh, but we, or we may at least be supportive of conservative causes, but we really condemn this kind of uh, 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 bigoted behavior. Um, so I, so that's why they wanted to really get out in front of it. Um, but that was, <laughs> that turned out to be unnecessary, I think, because I don't really think there was a, there was something to get out in front of, uh, on the part of the kids. And do you think there's a, f- a feeling out there among people in all media, but even maybe especially in, uh, among the, uh, uh, more conservative media to make sure that they take every opportunity to prove that they're not racist because it's now become, uh, we're at the point now where you are racist until proven not racist. You're guilty until proven innocent of that charge now, seems to me. Yeah, I'm, it, I mean, this is certainly an incident that goes uh, along with that. I mean, people wanted to assume the worst because these kids fit the image of what a certain person considers to be, you know, the villains of the story, the, the, the privileged, white, conservative, MAGA hat-wearing kids. Um, and and I'm, there are incidents, I'm sure, where, where kids like that did behave badly and... and, and you know, I mean, there's 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 fault of uh, all kinds of kids get in trouble for all kinds of reasons. Uh, but the media can it risks burning a lot of credibility when it gets things these. Wrong. I mean, this week has been bruising for media credibility. Not good with for the left media. Mueller. No. Yeah, yeah. You know, I still talk to people uh, who say they that the the UVA story, for instance, that, that was Rolling Stone story uh, from a few years ago. That's what caused them to lose faith in media completely. And uh, obviously, Trump sort of thrives on some of that backlash uh, from the media. So, uh, you know, even if you're if you're anti-Trump, it's really on you to do. And you're in the media; it's on you to do a better job with your stories, uh, so that your credibility isn't at stake when something like this happens. You know what? I, I I'm actually I think now that if uh, a, a a group. I mean, this wouldn't be um, 100% of the time, but I think that someone who's wearing the hat 
would be so conscious of not being accused of being racist because of what now goes with the hat, rightly or wrongly, that they would be maybe less likely to, to do or say anything racist when they are wearing the hat because they know that's, that's what they're going to be accused of. That's possible. I think I've, I've definitely seen people in those hats uh, do bullying things. Okay. I've also seen people in those hats do do nothing bullying of the sort, uh, especially when we're talking about young people. Young people do stupid and bad and offensive things just totally apolitically, having nothing to do with with politics uh, whatsoever. And I'm not. And I, by the way, I'm not excusing that. I think it's a it's the proper role for adults and parents and schools and civil societies to teach young people uh, to be better behaved uh, in general. Um, but uh, but this just didn't fit that this was this was portrayed as a political this was political bullying. This was look at these Trump supporting racists, you know, attacking a, a marginalized person, uh, which is just so wrong. <laughs> That's not what happened. Do you think um, that the media? Uh, well, uh, who, who have you seen that was quickest to um, understand that a mistake was made? Because I, I know you've been you've been your your piece has been picked up by a lot of people, and I, I think you've converted some a lot of people with it. W- where have you seen specifically that some media outlets have said, "Okay, I know the New York Times did for one, maybe not." Yeah, the, yeah, the, the New York Times had a very Timesian sort of uh, like uh, it, additional facts emerge. Yeah, or something yeah. was their headline. Right, right. Well, they <laughs> I wonder head- how they emerged. <laughs> yeah, the first headline said something like, you know, high school kids ab- abuse uh, Native American elderly Native American man, and then the second one said what you said. There's, you know, new facts are emerging. They're not actually new, you know, because they were there all the right. time. You know, you just didn't look for them, right? Right. All right. Also, they didn't—they didn't emerge of their own accord. They don't have agency. I—I <laughs> emerged them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you emerged. And, and, and a few other people who you know who really dug into this. Well, I got to give you some. Um, yeah, I mean, you looked through the—you uh, sat through that entire two hours of tape. Was that tough? I, I mean, it, it took two. Hours, so, so it took a. But, but you know, it's my job. I'm a yeah. journalist. I mean, really, anyone uh, who was very interested in just figuring out what happened. And was need to go with that, regardless of what it was, uh, could have seen through this the same way I did, and 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 some others did, I think, and you know reached the same kind of conclusion around the same time I was reaching it. But uh, but uh, but you know some people were content just to watch the thirty second clip or the or the snapshot of him uh, smirking like that. I'm I'm glad. So Jake Capper really uh, tweeted, and Essie Cop who. Who had a bit? Who's a conservative writer, but is on uh, CNN, and she had had done a big show about it um, I, the other night. Uh, she on Twitter said, "Okay, I, I see now that the additional uh, reporting does not bear out what we did our segment on." So that's good to see as well. But they would never admit to being um, biased themselves as uh, biased now against white, what they consider to be privileged kids. And, and in other words, right. to be jumping to conclusions about them, they couldn't possibly have done that, right? Well, and I won't. I won't claim that every single person who got this wrong is biased or got it wrong because of bias. I mean, sometimes you just you just assume, there's a certain amount of good faith assumptions you make about other people in the media. You see a prominent media person tweet something or make some claim. You know, no, we don't have time to verify every single thing independently. So you go along with it and you say, well, X said it, X is pretty reliable, so, so I'm saying what X said. So you, you can, you know, it's not that, it's not that you're biased, it's that your bias is in favor of just, you know, saving the time to, to, to believe whatever X said. <laughs> um, <laughs> if that makes any sense. Yeah, again, not not the uh, uh, the model for good, good uh, journalism, but uh, I... Uh, Robbie, I'm out of time. I appreciate your time. I know you're a busy guy. You got a lot of people asking you uh, because you had the the nerve, not the nerve, but the uh, willingness to sit through that tape. That was your big mistake. Now everybody wants to find out what you saw. But thanks for telling us. <laughs> I'm having a fun weekend. All right, thank <laughs> you, Robbie, for, for speaking with me. All right, see you later. Bye, and we'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. Martin Luther King Jr. is being remembered around the country today on this national holiday in his honor. 
Correspondent Julie Walker has more. Although his voice was silenced in 1968 when he was assassinated, Martin Luther King's messages still resonate more than half a century later. In a world full of contentious politics, one of King's memorable quotes remains relevant. It's from his book, Strength to Love. Returning hate for hate multiplies hate, adding deeper darkness to a night already devoid of stars. Darkness cannot drive out hate. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. MLK also said loving your enemies is a necessity for the survival of our civilization. I'm Julie Walker. The deep chill has settled in much of the country with temperatures in the single digits and wind chills below zero. This is SRN News. When it comes to your pain, many of you might be skeptical, like I was, about ordering Relief Factor. Pat Boone again for this wonderful 100% drug-free supplement designed to help your own body lower or eliminate occasional aches and pains due to aging, exercise, everyday living. I'm not skeptical any longer. The three-week quick start is now discounted to only $19.95. Why don't you let us see if we can get you out of pain, too, at relieffactor.com. Are you a responsible person who finds yourself growing deeper in credit card debt? Then get ready for a toll-free number that will put you on a path to financial recovery. Trinity Debt Management will consolidate your accounts and work with your creditors. You'll save thousands and become debt-free for keeps. If your debt has you down, we should talk. Call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. 1-800-990-6976. 1-800-990-6976. Dennis Prager believes teachers' unions are part of the problem. One is allowed to chew gum and walk at the same time. Understand how destructive teachers' unions are without having animosity toward all teachers. Teachers' unions are destructive forces in in America. They're dark forces. Sorry. Some wonderful people are members of the dark force, the teachers' union. The Dennis Prager Show. Weekdays at noon, right before Sebastian Gorka at 3 on AM 1250. The Answer. Will the Allegheny County Airport Authority learn from its embarrassing failures to command the marketplace at Pittsburgh International Airport, or will pass be prologue in 2019? The hubris of the authority's subsidies to a number of airlines was laid bare last year, attempting to artificially create demand for travel to certain destinations by subsidizing fares as folly on its face. Learn more about this topic and others at AlleghenyInstitute.org, where conventional thinking is challenged every day. Tax season is here again with more tax law changes than we've seen in 30 years. But no matter how difficult your return is, William Egan CPA can make it easy. William Egan is the local CPA for everyday people. Bill and his staff can demystify your tax filing process for less money than the big national chains with work that's guaranteed. He's been doing it for over 20 years. He can do it for you. Visit SteelCityCPA.com. William Egan, the local CPA for everyday people like you at SteelCityCPA.com. Most executors don't want the job, quite frankly. Attorney Michelle Conti, host of Conti's Law, on the importance of proper estate administration. There's a lot of steps to go into settling an estate, and if they don't get it right, not knowing the law isn't a defense to why you didn't do it correctly in the first place. When you pass without appropriate planning, it can be very costly. We see more fractions within families when death and money are involved. If you don't plan appropriately, it's very common. Siblings don't speak anymore. We act as as the mediator for that executor to understand the law, we sit down and go through what probate looks like. Once we go through those steps, we'll assist with getting all of the legal documents, getting you sworn in with the local court, and starting that probate process. And then we will act as the mediator with the beneficiaries and the executor. Hear more on Conti's Law, Sunday morning at 8.30, here on The Answer. For immediate help, visit ContiLawPGH.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. On the Parkway East outbound, watch out for an accident. blocking the right lane approaching Edgewood-Swissvale. Inbound is heavy Edgewood-Swissvale to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. That's volume. Parkway West not doing too badly. The Mon Incline, that is shut down till tomorrow because of a water main break on Grandview Avenue. Shuttle buses are being provided between the upper and lower stations. And the Parkway North, HOV Lane outbound still shut down for storm cleanup between Veterans Bridge and Perrysville Avenue. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer, Weather. Clearing bitterly cold again for tonight. We'll drop to two above in town with most outlying areas below zero. Then tomorrow, you'll see sun mixed with some clouds. 
and the cold will be easing with a high 33. Becoming cloudy tomorrow night, rain will begin late, freezing on many surfaces with uh, temperatures staying in the low 30s. Rainy and turning milder Wednesday with a high of 46. I'm meteorologist Frank Strait on AM 1250, The Answer. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Well, we spent the last segment talking about a bunch of kids from a Catholic all-boys high school in Covington, Kentucky, and the unfair abuse they've taken from the media. Now we're going to talk about schools a little bit more and what you might say borders on child abuse. The transgender agenda has made it kind of tough on kids and parents who can't escape it. Mary Rice Hassan of the Ethics and Public Policy Center and director of the Catholic Women's Forum has written a book about it. It's called Get Out Now, and she's here to talk about it. Mary, thanks for being here. Thank you so much. Great uh, to be here. I was going to talk to you about, and I will be talking to you about something else, but because of your background, uh, I, I want to ask you first what you think of what's been done to the kids from Covington Catholic. Uh, it's so unfair, and it's unfortunately, I think, a prime example of what's going wrong in our culture right now, and that's that people are quick to spread fake news, and others are just quick to jump on the bandwagon. The Twitter mob is, you know, roiled up and they are in attack mode. And it is, they've got the facts wrong, which is one problem. But second of all, what happened to the idea that kids are kids? And these kids, it turns out, were not harassing this uh, Native American gentleman. But even so, they're kids. You know, you, you just don't do what the mob has been doing, which is threats, exposing their names, their addresses, calling them out, vile things. It's just really uh, horrible, horrible to watch. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's actually very enlightening, too, but um, I, I think the, the kids will be all right. Um, I just wonder if this, the school is going to respond somehow. But, uh, but that's why we have you here to talk about schools. So uh, why is now the time for parents to get their kids out of public school, in your opinion? Well, the public schools are not the public schools that you and I might have gone to or even someone who had their older kids in the public schools, let's say, 10 years ago. Uh, things have radically changed, and the real game changer is the whole uh, gender and transgender focus and, and the willingness of the schools to just impose an agenda right down to pre-K and kindergarten and this is what should worry parents the most. It's not just that that's so terribly confusing for kids. It's that parents are being fenced out. They're, not, they're being kept in the dark about what their kids are being exposed to, the fact that their kids are expected to affirm all of these things, no matter what the parents want them to understand about their basic identity and, and things like that. So it's not... The, the public school of old where you could go to your school board meeting and speak your piece and have some hope of changing things. It just, it just isn't. And, and parents really need to remember we don't get a do over on our children's childhood. You know, you get, you get one chance to get it right. And it's increasingly hard. And it's, to me, it's, um, it's just as much uh, a problem for the parents because uh, the kids come home with views that they've been told are right at school mm -hmm. and then are put in the position of thinking that their parents are homophobic or transphobic right. or something phobic instead of just being their parents. They're now, they're now pitted against their teachers. Exactly, exactly. And, and one of the problems here is that, it, you know, when this stuff first started to come into the schools, it was pitched as anti-bullying programs and making sure that nobody is teased and, and we're not mean. We know how to do that, but that's, that's not what these programs are doing. These programs under the guise of being, quote, gender inclusive and affirming require everyone in the school, the whole school culture, to be saying to a, a boy who thinks he's a girl, yes, you're a girl. So you have to go with the flow because that is what the school is expecting. So the child who then comes home and their parents are saying, well, no, if they're a boy, if they're born a boy, you know what, they're still a boy, even if they dress like a girl and call themselves a girl's name. And so you're right, it pits child versus parent. But again, the big thing I'm seeing as I look at school regulations and, and things is that the schools are keeping parents in the dark, even about their own child. 
even if their own child becomes confused or decides to to um, assert an identity of the opposite sex or non-binary, the schools won't pick up the phone and let you know unless the child says, sure, give mom and dad a call. So parents are, are really... Um, really, really stuck. Well, you're, you're also an attorney. Um, what, mm-hmm. Is there anything parents can do about issues about transgenderism that they don't want foisted on their kids? Mm-hmm. Yeah, very good question. So in a number of states, parents have been fighting good fights, and there have been some uh, lawsuits, particularly there was one in Pennsylvania. Uh, but unfortunately, the courts are going the other way because what's happening is, well, two things are happening. One, we've got a very liberal federal judiciary at, at the lowest level. So a lot of these cases are being uh, judged by judges who are all on board with this agenda. So that's, that's one. But then the second thing is a lot of school boards and um, counties and, and the people who are, who are, or even administrators of the school who are in charge of putting these regulations in place, they may not be on board with them, but they're afraid of getting sued. And Lambda Legal has made it known that they will sue any school and school district in the country if they need to, in order to push through these transgender rights. So it's there are legal battles to be fought, and they will continue to be fought. But again, I come back to the point that you know each of us has one window of opportunity to raise our kids with a stable identity, uh, a sense of peace. Why do they need to be dealing with you know all this stuff? And and also just the freedom to speak their mind without being told that that there's something wrong with them for holding a view that has been part of the human understanding for thousands of years. It went to something that was human understanding for thousands of years to not up for discussion. It's changed and Mm -hmm. it's different now and we don't want to hear anybody, we don't want to hear about the last 5,000 years. Right, and even more than that, you can't even sort of confess to holding on to those views because then that's going to um, slap the B word on your on your forehead, you know, bigot. Right. If you're if you're one of those, so every enlightened person, every every kind person, every good person is presented as someone who goes along with and embraces whatever identity someone asserts, no matter whether it's grounded in science or reality or, or faith or, or anything. It's just, it, it really is squelching free thinking, free thought, um, free speech, and freedom of religion for those parents who have a religious understanding of the person that is at odds with, the, uh, with what's being proposed in the schools. Talking to Mary Rice Hassan uh, of the Ethics and Public Policy Center. She's also director of the Catholic Women's Forum and author of the book, uh, Get Out Now. And you're an attorney with seven kids, I should throw in there. <laughs> Just, yeah, I am. Yeah. <laughs> They're mostly grown, though. So. Okay. Well, uh, my, here's my other question. I, I, have, I haven't been able to get a real answer for this from anybody. And I, it may be an unfair mm-hmm. question because I don't. maybe nobody knows this, the answer to it. But what in in these all this this uproar that we're going through and the subject we're discussing mm-hmm. right now uh, what percentage of kids in a school uh even have this issue as a as an issue um you know i mean what's the percentage of transgender mm-hmm. kids in the average public or private school well let me draw a distinction in the population it's less than 1%. Okay. However, what we're seeing with younger kids is that when you talk about kids who are either transgender or now the, the big thing is to be non-binary. I'm neither male nor female. Yeah, I, don't, I haven't decided yet. Yeah. Right. I'm gender fluid. I, I switch from day to day. And those numbers are ticking up to the point that in some schools, some school districts, you will have numbers as high as 12%, 18%, even 20% of the school kids identifying as LGBT with a significant portion of them going towards this non-binary or queer or questioning. And queer is no longer a pejorative. It's a word that has been claimed to mm-hmm. mean we reject the, the typical understanding of male, female. We're just, we're not that. That's, that's yeah. the queer um, well, but, meaning. Uh, but I've also had people on here, doctors, scientists uh, mm-hmm. on my show, who have talked about um, gender dysphoria and the fact mm-hmm. that it's uh, that the, there's not even any uh, scientifically backed 
a theory about that that's that's accepted uh, universally. No, and and unfortunately, what's going on here is this: you have kids who are genuinely confused or genuinely in pain. They don't like their bodies, or they don't like if they're a boy. They don't like being a boy. They want to be a girl, and that pain is real. But that's psychological pain. There is nothing wrong with their bodies, and so. Usually when we have a child who's experiencing a psychological pain about their body, for example, someone who's anorexic, Mm -hmm. we don't say, okay, we're going to um, do things to your body so you like it better. We say, you know what, let's work with you to understand what's the root of this and how we can help you uh, really see and love yourself for who you are, not cutting off body parts or not, um, you know, taking hormones that can sterilize you. And that's, so this is a giant medical experiment that's going on here with kids when they hit puberty and, and they're put on these puberty blockers and then they are even as young as 15 and 16, they're put on the cross-sex hormones and that will sterilize these children. And, and so there's no science that says, that's a good thing to do because someone has these negative feelings there's because there's nothing wrong with their body but that's that's where the medical uh field is is going they're capitulating really to the political and ideological pressure that's being brought to bear by um you know this movement well the the title of your book is get out now which means you you think it's time for parents to get out of public schools but um, and I went to Catholic schools from first grade mm-hmm. through 12th and another year and a half in college. Grade mm-hmm. school was free. and I mean, this is a million years ago, uh, yeah. but we didn't pay for grade school. And high school was 100 bucks a year. That's what mm-hmm. I paid. Mm-hmm. And now it's uh, mm-hmm. $6,000, $10,000. So are the Catholic schools pricing themselves out of existence? And by the way, I know the reason for that is that uh, I was taught by nuns. And they, mm-hmm. don't, have any, mm-hmm. they don't have nuns. They, got, they have teachers who have to be paid. Right, but so here's, I was, I've actually been talking with a number of people in the church, I'm Catholic as well, and about how you address that, and the church has a commitment to want to educate children, so when families say, all right, we want to pull our kids out, go talk to your pastor, go talk to your principal and say, how can you help me do this? And this is where businesses need to come in and provide scholarships, but also where parents and schools need to be creative. In some places I'm seeing co-ops or kind of a hybrid thing where kids come in and they're doing some stuff online, they join in with um, classes for, let's say, lab science or gym class or things like that. But there's a, there has to be a creativity here and it will be driven by the fact that we recognize what's happening in the public schools. And, and let me just give you one scary stat here, and that's for people of faith, if you, and particularly for Catholics, the data is that if you send your child to public school all the way through high school, by the time they're, they're out and they're a young adult, only 5% of them are going to continue practicing their faith. Whereas if you send them to Catholic school, it's not 100%. It's only about 40%. But given those odds, I, I, you know, most parents who really want to raise their children in the faith would say, wow, my odds of being able to do that in this hostile environment that I'm putting my child in, it's only a 5% success rate. That's, those are not good odds. And you know, there's a cost to every kind of schooling. Sometimes it's money, sometimes it's time. And, and there can be human costs as well. And I think that's what we have to face up and look at in terms of the public schools. It's not free. There's a cost. And so we have to look at that and say, you know what, that's not the cost I'm willing to pay because my child only gets one childhood. Yeah, well, that's, that's, that's the, uh, that, that brings up the issue of school choice, I guess. Uh, if, mm-hmm. if someone exactly. could hand you a voucher for $8,000 and you could use that to go to mm-hmm. a Catholic school. Yep, yep. And in some of the states that do have that, for example, I I have um, been out in Indiana recently, both in Indianapolis and South Bend, and they're having a lot of kids coming in and using the vouchers to get out of the public schools, because in this conversation, we haven't even talked about the educational quality, but for, well, there are some public schools that are certainly educating math, reading, writing just fine. The vast majority of them are not. So at the fourth grade and eighth grade levels, when you take those standardized tests, in some cities you will have only like 18, 20% of kids reading on grade level. 
I think that's what Detroit's percentage is. In, but across the board, it's anywhere from a third to a half of kids are at grade level. So the other kids are already behind. So the schools aren't even doing it, the basic job <laughs> that our, our taxpayer money is, is being, is supposed to be used uh, to help them do, to just give our kids a basic education. And instead, they're getting all this garbage. Yep, and it goes beyond religion. Uh, Mary, I'm out of time. I I appreciate you being on with us. Thanks. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Okay, thank you. And we'll be right back. Alrighty. Obamacare, Trump Care, ACA, COBRA. There are so many choices, but all seem to bring one word to mind. Expensive. There are lots of changes happening in healthcare today. Fortunately, I know someone that has been on the forefront of health insurance for years. Todd Marley at Marley Financial. Todd and his team of professionals are licensed with virtually every healthcare provider in the country. They help determine which plan is right for you and then expertly help you choose the best plan for your needs and then do so prudently. Don't need maternity coverage? Call Marley Financial. Have pre-existing conditions? Call Marley Financial. Want just catastrophic or just accident? You know the answer. Worried about the penalty? All of Marley Financial plans are penalty exempt because they know how to design the plans. Most of their clients save 30 to 60%, which can add up to several thousand dollars a year. Call Todd at Marley Financial, 724-884-1496. That's 724-884-1496 on the web at MarleyFG.com. Are you about to pay double for roof replacement or repair? If you haven't called Windows or Us, you just might. Many companies are overcharging area homes and businesses nearly double. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is more than a window company. They're the area's premier exterior replacement company for siding, doors, gutters, downspouts, and roof replacement and repair. Factory certified by North America's largest roof manufacturer, Windows R Us will never overcharge. You'll love their no-pressure sales approach, straightforward pricing, and the fastest turnaround in the business. Right now, get zero interest for 12 months on up to $20,000. Windows R Us will match any competitor's price. No hidden fees or surprises ever. Schedule a free roof inspection today. Mention AM 1250 for an exclusive 10% off. Why pay double? Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company. Windows R Us, more than a window company. Visit windowsrspittsburgh.com. Imagine your business being on the first page of a search engine like Google or at the top. What could that do for your bottom line? The answer is at Salem Surround. Digital marketing that surrounds your potential customers with your message wherever they engage, search, surf, socialize, or review. When they're on their computer, mobile phone, or tablet, your ad is there. When they attend a sporting event, conference, or concert, you're in front of them on their mobile device. When they walk into your competitor's store, your message entices them to visit you as well. Salem Surround takes the mystery of digital marketing off your shoulders, letting you run your business while we deliver customers. Now there are no limitations on where you can reach customers with Salem Surround total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more by logging on to surroundpittsburgh.com surroundpittsburgh.com connecting you with new customers. At the CMA Foundation we believe every child should have the access and opportunity to participate in quality music programs. Music education isn't just important if you're going to make it your career. It helps boost student engagement and achievement across all academic subjects and helps children develop the abilities that set them up for lifelong success. Music has always been a huge part of my life. When I started taking clarinet lessons in sixth grade band, a whole world was open to me. I learned how to read music and play multiple instruments. From there, I sang in choir and learned about melodies and harmonies and chords and how to string them together to make this beautiful thing called music. The music education that I received as a student set me up for success as an adult, not just in my career, but in my life. Music is transformative, and I want to ensure that it's never silenced. Learn how you can help support music education at itstartswithme.org. You're listening to The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. Well, if you were listening in the early part of the show, uh, we talked about the incident in uh, Washington yesterday at the Lincoln Memorial with the kids from Covington Catholic High School. And there's still stuff going on with that. Um, Interestingly enough, there are some media outlets 
that are backing off, and even some, like USA Today, USA Today backed off their original um, statements about it being mob mentality and and uh, Native American faced hostile student crowd. They they came out with a tweet that said the longer version of the incident is more complex, and now that it has surfaced, the rush to judge the teenagers is coming under attack. Uh, the only problem with that is they still, in their uh, paper today, on page 3A, the headline was, Mob Mentality in Video Scary Native American Faced Hostile Student Crowd. So it hasn't changed. And uh, and the, the interesting thing here is that uh, this um, the, the Native American guy, who's a, a Vietnam veteran, a former Marine, Nathan Phillips is his name, he's got a, a history of... Uh, causing problems and you know he's an activist okay so you can disagree or agree with whatever he is activating about um but you know i I think a lot of this goes back to this there's a certain worship out there that it goes back maybe a couple hundred years where you you where if you're a european which is what they called them back then uh, you're supposed to view the Native Americans, Indians as we called them back then, they were the noble savage, uh, and that they were wise, and um, there was a, a certain image built up about the um, the Indians, that they were innocent and were the victims of genocide, which I'm sure, obviously they were, but also that they were a peaceful, loving people, and they weren't. Uh, when the Europeans came here, they were killing each other uh, for hundreds of years probably before the U- Europeans showed up. They were killing each other. So a lot of it is based upon this feeling that you're supposed to just um, uh, believe that the, the – the sa- I'm not calling this guy a savage. I'm just saying this goes back to the, the way this image was created. And I read a book a while ago where um, – the historian said that the people who lived out west used to laugh at the caricatures of the sav- the noble savage back then, written by people who had never been west of the Mississippi. Just thought I'd throw that in there, and I'll see you tomorrow. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.